wait, I just wasn't flipped. I can't believe how often my mind goes to thinking about whether you're impressed or not. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. And when I was praying earlier about hiding things, and not, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Okay, we have some family in town. Uh, they're from out of state. And it's always, I mean, when you have family come in, it's always so joyful. Uh, I mean, because you don't get to see them so often and so on. But you know where I find my mind going? I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder what they think about the place we live in. I wonder what they think about, you know, the church that, you know, we have and so on. And your mind gets so focused on that that instead of listening to the Lord or even listening to them, you're constantly thinking about those things. Do you know what I'm talking about? Worship team, when you're up here and you're, you're leading people in worship, does the enemy ever tempt you to think about, I wonder what people think about my shoes that I'm wearing today. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but seriously, that's where our minds and our heart go. And I, I share this because of this. If we are to have an impact on people's lives... We must say no to that. Like for real, we must say no to that. I was joking in Sunday school this morning. Um, I was talking about, I've been thinking about recording the messages, putting them on the screen, and that way I wouldn't have to show up and talk to anybody on a Sunday. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's legit. For all you introverts, okay, that's, that's legit thought, okay. But here's the deal. The deal is, is that you might hear, you know, a message, you know, on a screen and you might be impressed. But you know what? The chances of my life impacting your life are pretty slim unless we do life together. I want you to hear this because there is a reason that Jesus lived his life and did ministry the way that he did it. Instead of allowing his time to be consumed by the masses, he spent the majority of his time with 12 individuals, and even more than 12, but he spent the majority of his time one-on-one -on -one with people. Even if it was just a chance encounter with a woman at a well. He spent that time. Why? So that his life would have impact. You see, in reality, right now, uh, because his life had such impact, we look at the life of Jesus and say, wow. But you know what? During the time of Jesus, his life was not impressive. His life was not impressive. His life was not impressive to the point that Scripture records, as we're going to look at today, that his brothers did not even believe in him. You ever have that happen to you? You ever give your life and your heart to something and your family doesn't even get it? The people you work with, the people that you spend your life with, they don't even get it? Well, that's what happened to Jesus. But here's the deal. Jesus had a plan and He knew that if He was to have an impact, He had to take His eyes off of impressing people. And here's why I believe the Lord wants us to hear this message. We've been talking the last couple weeks about things and ways the Lord wants to move through us. 
Um, God or Jesus had an impact because the power of God flowed through him. I mean, miracles happened. But here's the deal, and you've got to hear this. Jesus did not use that power, and he did not use those miracles to impress people. As a matter of fact, he fought heavily against that. And because he did this, his life had an impact. And if we aren't centered in the same way, and God gifts us, and the power of God flows through us, and miracles happen among us, what will happen is people around us will be impressed, but they will never come to know God. The only way that people come to know God is when their life is impacted. Maybe you can pray for somebody and healing happens. Maybe you can see into their lives and speak truths into their life. But if your life isn't consumed with love, it's going to impress them. It's not going to change them. It's not going to impact them. So I want you to hear this, because what the Lord wants to do with our life is He wants to take us deep. And so because of that, sometimes He will direct us in ways that, that does not impress people. And our flesh can get frustrated with that. You know, some of you, you feel undervalued in your work. You feel like you could be making more money, uh, you could have a position that others would respect a lot more, and you feel like God is just working against that. Well, you know what? Maybe He is. And maybe He's doing it because He loves you, and He cares about you, and He wants your life to have impact. And He knows that if you get caught up in impressing people, because here's the thing, we all like attention. And when people are impressed, we get attention, and it feels good in the moment. But does it fill? We know it doesn't. We, we, we see, uh, you, you know, when we were talking about this when we were over in uh, Guatemala and you see people living with such abject poverty and so on. But you know what? Suicide rates among us, the wealthy, are much higher than impoverished countries. Why? Because that's not what fulfills us. But it feels good in the moment. So we ride the moment. Remember what we talked about when we were looking at the temptations of Jesus? Pleasure, popularity, and power. We ride those three things. And in the moment, it gets us to the next day, and then it gets us to the next day, but it doesn't fill us. God wants to fill us. And so He's going to lead us way away from impression, and He's going to lead us to a place where not only are we impacted, but if we're really impacted, others are impacted. I want to look at a scripture this morning, John chapter 7, Gospel of John chapter 7. And in this scripture, we see the family of Jesus giving him some advice. And the advice seems to be caring advice. Uh, but in reality, the advice would lead him away from the will of the Father and what the Father wanted to do with his life. And as you read this, I, I want you to think about how does this apply to your life? What is the advice that you have people giving you who seemingly care, but in actuality that advice can lead you away from the real impact that God wants you to have? In verse 1 it says this, I'm going to read through the first five verses to begin with. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. 
He wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters. And Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. If you have anything that you are good at, you are going to have people around you saying, you've got to get this out. You've got to let people know what you are able to do. Why? Because that will get you more money, more power, and more popularity. I mean, if you are good at something, don't just enjoy it. All right, many of you know, uh, one of the things I love is, is horses, okay? I have horses. I enjoy horses. But one of the things that I'm often asked is, what do you do with them? And here's what the question is really about. How do you use them to compete? Because there's no point in having horses if I'm not using them to compete so that I can get a buckle so that you can not be impressed, but I'm hoping that you're impressed. You see what I'm saying? I mean, everything that we have, um, if you have money, okay? If you have money and um, a two-bedroom, one-bath house is enough, don't settle for that. Get something way bigger. Why? Because more people will be impressed. You don't want to have just money sitting around for no reason. You want to go do something with it. You see what I'm saying? I mean, um, where's Chris? Yeah. Okay. If a Toyota Prius will get you from point A to point B. But here's the thing. Nobody's impressed with a Prius. I've had to drive the thing a few times, and when people see me, they mock me later on. I won't tell you what they say. I can't share it in here. But the thing is, is that we're so consumed with impressing people that many times we will purchase something else, and we'll come up with all kinds of reasons why we need to do it, and why it's actually better for everybody else if we do it. You know, I mean, I need to have, you know, a, a monster vehicle with a bigger engine and all that because somebody might need a ride somewhere, and I can haul more people. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, we come up with this stuff, but here's the thing. In our heart of hearts, in the darkness, where we don't want anybody to see, what we're really centered on is impressing people. I mean, for those of you who uh, play sports, you know, if you have skill in it, don't just go out and enjoy it. Don't try and, you know, um, don't try and help your teammates and others enjoy it. Instead, do all that you can can do so that others look at you and go, wow, that's really impressive. After all, you're only doing that to help the team. That's why you hog the ball the whole time and never pass anybody, because it's for the benefit of the team. You see what I'm saying? And this is what happens in, and in ministry. There's often this temptation um, 
to try and, as his brothers were saying, draw the crowds. And let me tell you, there are things that I can focus on that will draw crowds that will not impact hearts. But many times, when we look to impact hearts, it's not going to impress crowds. Because impacting hearts oftentimes comes down to something that is more long-term, more private, and others don't see it. We were talking to Sunday School this morning about the church in China. The church in China is exploding. And the question was asked, who are the big names pastors that are making it happen? Nobody knows. Nobody knows because it's actually Jesus. It's the real deal that's happening. But in America, do we not know the big names? Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. But here's the question. Are our lives really being changed or are we impressing people? See what I'm saying? But, but my point is this. My point is not to look at others and go, oh, thou shame on them. My point is to say, we've got to look into our own hearts. We've got to allow the Lord to look into our own hearts. And when somebody says to us, oh, you need to get out there so that people can see you, I mean, it can feel good, right? We need to stop and say, is this what the Lord is asking of me? You know, we have people right here who have made many choices not to try and impress. Uh, he's not here today, so I'll say something. You know, when you think about Shane Garner, Shane is a very gifted basketball coach. And I want to tell you, he could be in a lot of places other than Cesar Valier, in a lot bigger venues, making a lot more money. That is fact. You know why he's here? Because at up to this point, God has told him to remain. And because of that, you know what's happening? Impact. Impact. Lives are being changed instead of somebody going, oh, you're a coach for who? Wow, that's impressive. And then they go on and it makes no impact into their heart. It's the same story for every one of us. Is your life impressing or is it having impact? The Scripture goes on, and it says in verse 6 that Jesus replied, Now is not the right time for me to go. But you can go any time. The world can't hate you. But it does hate me. Because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to this festival. Because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. Jesus was being hunted down. Again, going back to the church in China, they call it the underground church because they're being hunted down. Why are they being hunted down? Because they are speaking truth. Now, if you go to China, not only is there an underground church, but there's also a church that's out in the open. There's a church that the government knows about and leaves it alone. Do you know why the government leaves it alone? Because it's unwilling to say certain things to offend the government. Now let me ask you, if you lived in that situation, which church would you be in? I mean, I'd like to say the underground, but when I look at my life 
and I look at how sometimes I hold back because I don't want to endure the consequences for saying something. And let me be clear, I am not talking about being a jerk, okay? I am simply talking about speaking truth. We have so much untruth that is accepted in the church. Why is it accepted? It builds a crowd, okay? And you also don't have to deal with people who want to see your destruction. How about at your work? Are you speaking up when the Lord calls you to speak up? I'm not talking about being a jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying when the Lord calls you to speak up, you speak up. When you're out watching a game with the kids and somebody says something just totally ridiculous, do you speak forth the truth in love, but do you speak it or do you just kind of... Mm, Keep yourself quiet. Because I know for me, sometimes I stay quiet when I believe the Lord would have me speak. Jesus chose to speak. And because of that, he had people who wanted to hurt him. Verse 10. But after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some argued he's a good man. Others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders." You see, this isn't a new problem that, that we're wrestling with. Even during the time that Jesus walked among them, even during the time, now get this, Jesus is performing miracles among them. Many of them had seen these miracles. He's known for these miracles. Okay? So imagine that. Imagine Jesus comes in here, performs some miracles, He goes out in the community, He performs pe miracles, people know it. Then you're at work around the coffee pot, whatever. And suddenly people are talking about him and they're saying, ah, I think he's a fraud. No, it's not real. I mean, when he's here and he's moving, do you have the love for him to speak up and say, no, this is who I believe he is? Because we want to think that we would, right? We want to say to ourselves, well, you know, if God was really moving powerfully and so on, you know, I, man, I would be right there. Uh, they weren't. And so why do I think my actions now would be any different than later? And so if God begins to move among us powerfully, is it going to have an impact? Only if we will speak the truth rather than trying to hide up because it might have negative consequences for us. We live in a very different environment than China, but we're moving there fast. We're moving there fast. Um, and, and right now, you don't have to be a jerk. If you just simply speak the truth in love, you're going to be pegged for being a hater in our culture. But here's the deal. We can't have an impact on people. They might say that, oh, you know, Kirk's a nice guy. He's never been mean to me. But is that going to have an impact? No. What's going to have an impact is Jesus and sharing His truth. All right, it goes on. And it says, 
Then midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. The people were surprised when they heard him. How does he know so much when he hasn't been trained, they asked. So Jesus told them, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. I want you to catch that. I'm going to read it again. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks the truth, not lies. Here's another reason that the Lord is really pointing this out to me and I believe to all of us is that if I'm concerned about impressing you, even as I preach, what's going to happen is I'm not going to speak complete truth. Why? Because I'm trying to lie? No, it's not what I'm trying to do. It's just that I'm more worried about impressing you than speaking the truth. See, again, if I want to impress you, I'm going to be very careful not to say things that might offend you. You know, if I know that you're living uh, in some kind of sinful situation, you know, I'm going to be very careful not to speak those things out because... um, But here's the deal, you you know, you may call me a nice guy because of that, but I'm not going to have an impact on your life. You see what I'm saying? And so that's what Jesus is getting to. So the same is true. Again, you may not be preaching, okay, in front of a crowd, but your life is a message. And wherever you're at, whether you're at home with your kids, okay, and we even wrestle with this stuff with our kids, do we not? I mean, I wrestle with it. I wrestle with, do, do I say what I think my child needs to hear right now, or do I not, because I don't want them to be mad at me all week. I mean, I don't. I don't want my kid to avoid me. I, I, I don't want to feel that when I come home. And so I have that inner struggle sometimes. Do I say, and again, saying what's best, I'm not talking about being mean. I'm just talking about saying what's real to them. Because they, just like me, they, they want to hear the good. They don't want the negative pointed out, okay? I don't like negative things pointed out to me. I just want to hear the good stuff. I just want to roll with that. But I have to make a choice. Do I love my child enough to have impact? Do I love my coworkers enough? Do I love my students enough to have impact, to say things that might frustrate them for a time hoping that I have impact, or am I simply going to try to impress them so that at the end of my days or the end of their days, they say, oh, he was a really nice guy. Well, they didn't know whether to say Jesus was a nice guy or not, but he had more impact on people than anyone else who has ever lived. So here it is. God wants to have impact with your life, like real, like impact. Like, he wants to change people around you. And the thing is, you don't know who they are, okay? The the people that you think, it may not be them. It may be somebody totally different. God simply wants you to be obedient. But when you are worried about impressing people, you cannot be obedient. You can't focus on both of those things. You have to say, you know what? I don't care if this impresses people. I'm worried about being obedient. And when we take that route, we are able to have impact 
on the lives around us. And it's not us. It's just God doing it through us. But it's because we are able to be obedient. So God's inviting you. He's inviting you into a life of impact. But understand this. I can't have both. I can't be focused on impressing and have impact. I have to decide which is it going to be. Jesus, thank you that you did not live your life to impress. Thank you, Lord, that you laid that idol down and that instead, Lord, your life had tremendous impact. And thank you, Lord, that although you are not on this earth physically anymore, you have sent Holy Spirit who is willing to fill us and use our lives to have an impact. So I pray, Lord, that... that You just show us, Lord, the things that we need to lay down so that our lives can have an impact, Lord. Even if we are never known as a people, even if we are never known as a church, Lord, I pray that we would have impact. Lord, just as you're having impact with underground churches around the world that are not known by name other than the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would stand, please. We're going to end our time in ministry. I just invite you to engage the Lord as we sing a few.